0: Hello
1: and welcome to the Relatable Homeschoolers podcast. I'm Harmony Harkema and my co-hosts are Annie Carlson and Heather Gerwing. We are three ordinary homeschooling moms with nine kids ranging in age from early elementary to high school and our homeschools are anything but Pinterest perfect. Whether you are a veteran homeschooler, a new homeschooler, or just homeschool curious, we want to encourage you in your homeschooling journey and offer you practical tips and tools to make your homeschooling life easier and more fun. We're so glad you're here.
0: Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of The Relatable Homeschoolers. We're so happy to have you with us. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about homeschooling over the summer and what that looks like for each of us and just how we go about including school or not. So Harmony, Annie, would one
2: of you like to start us off? One of the things that was important for me coming out of a public school scenario, and I was a science teacher, and I always found myself spending two to four weeks at the beginning of a school year reviewing, catching kids up, making sure we we're all on the same page before we launched into some new material and new concepts. And so I knew that that was that standard operating procedure. It's just that's just how it is. I didn't want my kids to have to lag there, not not go behind, but just pause there while they caught up. And so I knew I wanted to do some type of schooling year round just to keep skills sharp, just to make sure we were still, you know, progressing on math facts and those sorts of things. And so I always knew I wanted to add something have something in the summer. And as they've gotten older, it's gotten more formal. Um, When they were younger, it was pretty informal. Um, Learning was still hands-on and fun. Um, Now that they've gotten older, it's more formalized. Harmony, what about you?
1: When I first started homeschooling, we didn't homeschool in the summer. But early on, I saw the benefit especially of just keeping up with some things, so a lighter load. So we'll kind of lay down the more planned aspects of our homeschooling um, like history and science, and you know, composer study, art study. We're still kind of engaging in some of those things. But I have Friday summer hours, so we're allowed to flex out our time during the week, so that we can take Friday afternoons off in the summer. And I've always kept those half day times for homeschooling adventures. And so we will go on field trips to the art museum, the nature center. This summer we'll probably go to Lake Michigan a lot, different lake towns, and kind of explore those and see what they're like. And parks, we go on hikes, things like that. It was harder in Memphis because it was super hot during the summer. So I would tend to take the mornings and we try to go to the cool time of day. And now that we're back in Michigan, I'll probably do the afternoons. But keeping math going was a big thing because I feel like Even if they just do a couple problems a day, just a very short math lesson, it keeps those math facts and math skills fresh so that you're not, again, you're not having to review in the fall, like Annie said. Mm -hmm. And then, um, over the over time, my daughters have wanted to keep up like reading. And this is sort of something that my oldest daughter especially has sort of engineered having like a summer reading challenge for herself. So picking a list of 20 books, sometimes she makes up her own. Sometimes we sit down together. I always have her she makes a decision or she picks a list of books from, you know, a curriculum that's here's these, you know, 15, 15 books that are right for your age. And then she challenges herself to read them. And we talk about them throughout the summer. So really it's reading math, playing outside and then going on adventures together is, is kind of what we do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I would say we're, have done a similar thing to you, Harmony, in the summer. I never continued with our language arts or our history or our science through the summer, but just math facts, like you said, I mean, I remember always printing off um, multiplication sheets or division sheets and not every day, but a couple of days a week, having just my kids sit down and do that. or, Or now I know last summer, my boys did like the extra math website, just doing their math facts and things like that. And reading as well. They've always done the summer reading program at our library. And so again, it's not like I'm picking what they're reading. They just have to read for a certain amount of time to get the blocks colored in or whatever with the reading challenge. And so they've done that. I will say my high schoolers, it's not like I was having them do you know multiplication sheets of math last year but because we just traveled a lot it took them through the summer of getting all their math done for the year Mm -hmm. like we were down to the crunch line like okay you need to get it done because we're starting new stuff in like two weeks. And so they both have been like, if we get it done, do we have to do math over the summer? And I'm just like, no, like you're at the point where I'm not going to make you sit down and do math over the summer if you get your work done, you know? So the reason they had to do it last year was because they hadn't completed their math for the year. Fingers crossed they'll have their stuff done and we will take June, July, and August this year. I think pretty much I say off from school, but like you, Harmony, we're taking a national parks trip. And so there's going to be learning with that, right? And they'll be learning about the parks. They'll be writing in their journals. We find ways for our kids to learn all the time when we're homeschoolers. So, I say we're not technically homeschooling, but I think we make the most of every opportunity that we're giving to teach our children things. So,
1: yeah. One thing that I have been able to sort of relax about in the last couple of years has been, you know, when you're when you are a teacher like Annie was talking about, you feel like you have to end and finish a curriculum by the end of the year because mm-hmm. your your students are going to leave you they're not coming back um, they're going to move on to another class or another whatever. I don't worry about that anymore. My kids finish the math book when they finish the math book and if they go to the next grade level of math a third or two-thirds of the way through the year or in the middle of the summer then we just go ahead and start the next level of math mm-hmm. Now with you know history and some of the other things that we do there tends to be like, 36 weeks worth of reading or whatever. But I also, if we get behind, I don't, I don't worry about it. And it seems like when we get to the end of the year, things start to drop off the schedule and you get less and less and less because not everything ends like at the end of your 36 weeks. So the state Mm -hmm. may want you to homeschool for 180 days or 36 weeks, but I don't even pay any attention to that because I know we do more. But also mm-hmm. because I have finishers, especially my nine year old. She is a finisher. And so she doesn't care how many days she's gone to school. She wants to finish and we just finish whenever she finishes. Mm-hmm. So we may have subjects that go into July, you know, or whatever. We just end when they end. And then at other times we just pick up, you know, or roll over to the next unit, whether it's the middle
2: of the year or the end of the year or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do the same, they keep going until they've finished whenever that is. I don't start anything new. So last year, my oldest started French and we had talked about it as a family. The kids decided they would all learn French so they could have secret conversations and their parents wouldn't know. So she was going to start. Well, that's not something I'm going to start during the summer. I say Mm -hmm. that and we start during the fall when farm work winds down and there's more time. Um, I don't add anything new during the summer. We just continue on with what we've been doing. It gives my kids a bit of a break. Uh, They know they're not going to have to start something they can just continue on with what they have it's a comfort factor we are busier in the summertime we're outside a lot more we're doing things and so they don't have the same time that they have during the winter and so I try and respect that and mm-hmm. and give them time um, it doesn't get as hot here in North Dakota as it does in Tennessee but it makes still makes me uncomfortable so mm-hmm. we change the time that we do school during the winter it's warmest in the middle part of the day and so that's when we want to be outside if we've got things to do chores to do But during the summer, when it's hot and miserable, that's when we come inside and we go down to the basement where it's cooler and sit in some air conditioning. Uh, My kids also make a bucket list for the summer. We just made it uh, driving to church yesterday. Mm. And I said, what do you guys want to do this summer? Because our summers are busy. And if we don't put it on the calendar, if we don't plan for it, uh, it's not going to happen. So some of the things they wanted to do was go camping with our neighbors. So we were talking to them last night and we do their chores when they're gone and they do our chores when we're gone. (laughs) So their question was... Who's going to wear shorts? But it's yeah. just a good way for my kids to think about the summer, to get them mm-hmm. excited about it even though we're still schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, summer is different and we have f- fun things that we want to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With schooling year-round, Annie, do you do anything like to mark like an end of a year or to like a start of a year?
2: I don't because like Harmony said, my kids are in different spots in every textbook. Mm -hmm. Um, I will celebrate the end of a math book. We use Saxon math. And so when you finish a Saxon math book, you get to go out to dinner with mom. And we, they can pick wherever they want to eat, and we get to celebrate finishing that math book. So I think I'll do the same thing um, when we get into high school with credits and stuff. Like when you've completed this credit, when you've completed this course, we'll do something to celebrate that too.
0: Right. What about you, Harmony? Do you do anything to specialize like the end of a year or the beginning of a year?
1: We have a back to school dinner whenever we go back to school. So the night we, we pick a day when we're going to start the new year. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do have like a start and I have a special tablecloth and napkins and I always decorate, I have like a little banner. And so it's, it's a, It's to make it a celebration. They usually get new, some new school supplies, whatever they Mm kind of need, maybe a few new books or activity books for fun. I always try to give them, we always have things stashed for like during read aloud time for them to do with their hands. That is not going to distract from them listening, but also gives them something to do. And Mm -hmm. so there'll be things like that. And then um, we always have spaghetti and meatballs homemade and a chocolate chip cookie pie. Mm. I do like a giant skillet cookie that I do. So it's the same recipes. I make the same thing every year and it's their favorite. And these red plates that are, say you are special today. And we use those on birthdays and things like and they, they get to use those for the back to school dinner too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Um, going back to what Annie said about summer bucket list, we love there's a blogger named Kelly Hampton. Um, and her it's Kellyhampton.com It's Kelly with two E's. So K-E-L-L-E. And we can put her in the show notes. She does the cutest, like illustrated summer bucket list. Well, actually seasonal. She has one for the holidays as well, and a fall one. So there's like a fall bucket. I think she I don't remember if she has a spring one or not, but it's always like little watercolor pictures and has little check marks of things to do. And it changes slightly every year. And my daughters love to print it out and hang it on the fridge and lots of fun ideas for summer, like, you Mm -hmm. know, getting ice cream from the ice cream truck or making homemade popsicles, go for a nighttime swim, you know, catch flyer flies in a jar, just things that we want. It's sort of like some of it's classic things that you want to remember to do, but they're easy to forget to do when Mm -hmm. you get busy. Mm -hmm. And we absolutely love that. So Mm -hmm. we'll be printing out that, that bucket list this year. Mm -hmm. And I don't
0: think she's published this year's one
1: Yeah, but it will be on her blog so we can link to her blog in the show notes.
0: Yeah, we've do, we do them too. They're a lot of fun. Keeps you thinking about making memories. Um, exactly.
1: There are some people, I was going to mention Dawn Garrett especially is a good example. And you can find her at, um, I think her website's called Lady Dusk or that's her handle. She homeschools her kids starting in January. So their new school year, it's like calendar year. And then I think what she does is she takes the majority of the holiday season off. So instead of mm-hmm. having a long summer break, she's like start taking their time off starting after like Halloween and that Mm. always sounds really appealing to me like oh my gosh to have the entire like the whole month of for Thanksgiving and Christmas off and then right fresh in January sounds kind of nice and um but I don't know if I could ever actually switch to that but that's another another idea and it will keep you homeschooling through the summer and then just take your
0: break I'm not giving up summer
1: no I know I know (laughs) well and Heather you live for summer so you
2: know that well, and l- lest you think my children have five, you know, school every week, all year long, they don't. So we, I've mentioned mm. it before mm-hmm. on the podcast, we do four to eight week blocks Right. and then we'll have a week off. Uh, the, right now we're in the midst of our longest cycle. It's nine weeks because we've got our county fair back to back with church camp
0: mm. two
2: weeks in a row. And so those two weeks, my kids will not have, of course, assigned schoolwork. Right. So I said, we're going to go, we're going to push hard. We're going to do nine weeks and then we're mm-hmm. going to take two weeks off and then we're going to do another block. And so another thing I wanted to mention was it uh, depends on your reporting requirements. Mm-hmm. I know here in North Dakota, the school year starts july 1st and so um, and you have to follow us, that well that's when you start counting your time your hours and so just a reminder to double check when you would start whether it's days whether it's hours however you're supposed to keep track yeah um just make sure you know when that start date is yeah i think is the same way ours starts july 1st and that's when you would s- turn the page and then you'd start keeping track again
1: right Yeah. In Tennessee, we would get a calendar to track on and it would like start maybe August 1st and go to the end of July or maybe July to the end of June. And you could you could track your 180 days, any days in there, seven days a week. You could track Saturdays, you could track Sundays, whatever it was. But it had to fall within that space Mm -hmm. for the at least for the school district I was in that I had to report attendance to because all I had to do in Tennessee was report attendance. Michigan, I don't have to report anything. And Heather nope. does neither. So it's very, very you didn't even have to let them know you're homeschooling. Like nobody even knows my kids are homeschooling. Michigan's wide open. I shouldn't say that too loud, right? Somebody everybody that listens. Somebody now. might be listening.
2: Oh man. Everybody's moving to Michigan.
1: <laughs> don't, well, no, don't let the state government listen. Right. Oh. Well, no,
0: not even that. Like now, like homeschooling in Michigan, like when we have seldomly talked about moving, I'm like, let me pull up the map. <laughs> what, yes. what color is their state? Because I'm in a green state for homeschooling and I can't go beyond yellow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Some places it's really, it's really tough with lots of restrictions and mm-hmm. um, hoops to jump through. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, ladies. Is there anything else that you can think of that our listeners might want to hear about for homeschooling over the summer?
1: I know. I think I would just say again, something that we've said a lot, which is just do what works best for your family. Mm -hmm. And, and also like you could try something different and if it doesn't work, then you can, ditch it, you know? It's there is no shame in changing it up or trying something new and and saying, "Oh, this really doesn't work and bye-bye."
2: I know families who do a, a different subject in the summer mm-hmm. where they kind of pause on like you have their English language arts, those sorts of things, and then they'll do their whole summer is their science curriculum hmm. or they do a, you know, big history unit study or something like that. And so that's another way that you can make it different for your kids but still in incorporate some learning time and some knowledge-based activities. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're planning a trip like Heather is, consider putting that into a unit study and that just be the focus of your summer. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like I said, science, great time to be outside and put together leaf journals and do nature sketchbooks and do those messy science experiments that you do not want in your house in December. (laughs) Do them outside in July. Right. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know. I usually I like summer for myself as the mom and the teacher just to take that time to use it to review other stuff as well. Right. You know, oh, when, yes. we're, when we're not deep in a curriculum or something, I use that time to review other stuff. And it's a great time to, to hit up um, homeschool conventions and things like that to um, help brainstorm for the following year. So I always look at summer as like the reboot. It's time to just refresh and relax and just get ready for the year ahead for myself. I need the break as much as my kids do. Yeah.
1: And that's valid. So no pressure to homeschool through the summer for anybody.
0: No, (laughs) do what works for you. Yes. All right, ladies, as we wrap up this episode, what is bringing you joy in your homeschool? I think for me, it is being able to get
1: outside and homeschool in the sunshine. We've had some mm. lessons out on our front patio. The trees are starting. I have two trees over my patio, a maple and a cedar. The cedar, of course, is an evergreen, but the maple starting to leaf out. Once it does, we'll have this beautiful, like shady patio. It's a big maple. And then we also have a full on sun porch on the side of the house. And there's a table and chairs out there. And we have done some some schooling um, out there. And there, we have a fountain in my sunroom, which is really mm-hmm. bizarre. I was here when we moved in, but um, <laughs> the girls love to turn on the fountain and have the, you know, the sound of water and it's very soothing and have all the windows open. So it's like a screened in porch and we can sit out there and, and do school. So being able to school out outside in the nice weather has been really lovely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we need to podcast
2: on location <laughs> <laughs> from Harmony's porches. This sounds <laughs> delightful. Well, for us, it is calving and lambing season. And so we have lots of new babies. My youngest reported the other day, I said, do we have any new lambs? She goes, I don't know. I've lost count. So we're expecting over a hundred lambs and about oh my. 15 calves. So lots of babies popping out all over the place.
0: All right. Well, for me, what is bringing me joy is the end is in sight. (laughs) Because as we were talking about homeschooling over the summer, we wrap up our co-op this week, the week that we are recording this. So Wednesday is my kid's last day at our co-op. After that, it's just the subjects that we have to finish up at home. So the end is in sight for us. And that is bringing me joy. Well, ladies, thanks so much for joining me on this episode. And we'll be back again soon. You've been listening to the Relatable Homeschoolers podcast. Thanks so
1: much for joining us. You can find links to all the books and resources we mention on the show at our website, therelatablehomeschoolers.com. We would love to hear your homeschooling questions. You can email us at therelatablehomeschoolers at gmail.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at therelatablehomeschoolers. We'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review for us on iTunes. It only takes a minute and will ensure more homeschooling mamas get to hear our show. We'll be back with another episode soon. Until then... Happy homeschooling.